hello there. Welcome to the Blind Handyman for another week. This, for identification purposes, is show number six. Number six. On ACB Radio. Here we are. The usual, as I always say, the usual suspects are here. That's, that's <laughs> it. You got it. It would be Don Shaw and Tom Houston. Hey. Hey there, everybody. And one of our guys is uh, still missing, Mr. Don Patterson. Do you say they, they got uh, his, his mom in a nursing home yesterday? Yesterday, or? in fact. Yeah, I think he went up there and raised the devil with him last <laughs> night, he told me. I'd hate to be, I hate to be the nursing home director, wouldn't you? Well, you know, the last time I talked to him, he said it was going to be on Monday. And it took all week, huh? Yeah, it got delayed. Oh, okay. Wonder why. Wonder what... Uh, I don't know exactly what went on, but... <clears throat> but you got to realize that there go we someday, guys. Exactly. This is a blind handyman <laughs> from <laughs> South Meadows <laughs> Nursing Home. Really? <laughs> I'm Man. sorry. I nodded <laughs> off there. But, uh, anyway, enough of Tom Foolery. How's the new computer, Thomas? Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Is that right? It is wonderful. And huh? they, they gave you a better computer than you ordered. Uh, you know, it, that's strange because I normally uh, I don't get anything like that. Nothing like that happens to me ever, but it oh, did this time. Poor little Tom. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes, yes, indeed. Rolling, I got a better computer than I ordered. Rolling good. Yes. And... Uh, Don Shaw's got his FTP server client installed. Is that right, Donald? Hey. Got it installed and ready to do something at some point. Well, we're so. going to let you go. We're going to let you go. I think you'll have to FTP those promos if you go. If you go get those. Oh yeah, that's a good possibility. So, so that'll be a good test for your. Uh, yes, it will. For your FTP thing. That's, All right. That's something I want to talk to you about. Is that FTP stuff? Well, you're talking to the wrong person because I don't know anything about it. You might I call. I don't a, know anything either. Might call Snowbarger. Yeah. Uh, call a snowman or John Mosen or one of those guys that uh, know something. Some of because these computer folks. Because huh? brother, I'm uh, illiterate. I can. Uh, I I did. Let me tell you what I did. I did get my Nero going. Mm-hmm. And by God, it'll burn a twelve-song CD in about seven and a half minutes. Uh-huh. Copy it is it. quick, isn't it? I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't steal any music. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> but uh, but well, if I wanted to steal some, let <laughs> me let me uh, share some information with you. All right. This is insider information. I might add. Okay. The uh, Nero burner. Yes. The old oh brother, uh, where, wherefore art thou, and all that stuff. I know what you're going to tell me. You burned a copy of it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don, Don Shaw did. <laughs> How'd you do it, boy? Nero. Nero. Nero doesn't recognize the copyright. Uh... Undoubtedly not. Well, tut tut. Sure hate to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we here we are okay, giving away. Should we start over? There's going to be a run on yeah. that Circuit City. Yeah. Oh, they will on good. Nero. It's it's a good. I like it. It's a neat. Uh, it's a good little program. Anyway, we're your blind handyman folks for today. We're gonna we're going to I'm gonna talk about uh, installing garbage disposals be, uh, uh-huh. under the sink, and uh, uh-huh. in the second uh, uh, portion of the show, we're gonna call Kathy Wheeler in yeah. St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. And talk to her about she was the the lady who emailed us and wanted to know about replacing the innards of a uh, of a toilet tank. And you talked about that last week, Donald. Yep, yep. And so what do you have for this week, sir? Well, for this week, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, since it's getting close to the end of the summer, about uh, yard equipment, maintenance on it, and maybe getting it ready for the winter, just things like that. So that'll be on the third section of the show. Well, that's good, because I'm talking about garbage disposal. You don't know anything about them, and I don't know anything about lawn stuff. I know. <laughs> My weed eater will never start in the spring. I don't know anything about either one of them. It should them, be so. an interesting show. My lawnmower will never, my weed eater will never, ever start in the spring. Speaking of weed eater, that's one reason I want to talk about this, because I talked to a blind guy, in fact, this week that bought himself a gasoline weed eater, and that's, that's what kind of got me started thinking about the subject here. So, anyway, we'll talk about that. This is a total? So. Yes, uh-huh. Bought himself a gas Someone weed Someone we know well. Some Okay, I know who you're talking about. Yep. Uh, yep. He bought himself a weed eater. Sure did. That boy's got more nerve than, uh, than I do. Yeah, I'll I mean, tell you his that. brother-in-law have uh, got to work around the yard and around the pool and some things there. And, and anyways, yeah, we'll talk about it. Said it was working good. Is that so, right? All right. Him and his brother-in-law. Which blind person are you talking about? Conley? Mr. Conley, yeah. Oh, you, you talked to him. Did you tell him we were on the... Yeah, I, I did. I sure did. And uh, he's going to tell some folks about it, and probably did. Probably told some folks that were listening at 9 o'clock our time last Monday night. And we weren't on. <laughs> the The explanation that we got was there was a problem with Live 365, and we have but have but to accept that. 
that there was. A snowman told me that, and Jonathan told me that. They wouldn't both lie to me, would they? Well. Of course they would. <laughs> no, they're, 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 probably they're, not. There was oh. a problem with Lie 365, and they couldn't. He was just unable to do it. But that they promised me that that won't happen again. Maybe not. Hope not. Probably. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> we will see. We, we will, we will see. see. All right. Gar- have we killed? We killed five minutes. Garbage disposal. <laughs> we, we have. have we? I think we probably have. Let's talk about something substantive like garbage disposal. If you don't have one. They are a handy, handy thing. You can put uh, lots of things down them. If you have food scraps that you normally take out to the trash, you can just put them down the garbage disposal. The, the, the first thing, to, well, of course, the first thing to remember when you start wiring anything, you start doing anything, is cut the electricity and water off. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. are the first. Ah, That's the very first thing to the do. The first two things to remember are cut the electricity and the water off before you do anything. But the third most imp- or one of the most important things to remember is put this garbage disposal the last thing in the line. In other words, when the line goes where it goes into the wall, the garbage disposal should be the last thing before it goes into the wall. Because if you'll notice on Norris Street, Shawboy, if yes. you don't stop up the left side of their one side of that sink uh, stuff will come back up in it. Have you ever noticed that? Well, not anymore. Now you moved it. Not it. anymore. No, you, you no? fixed it. No, I, <laughs> so I, I don't know. We we just haven't had a problem with it. I'm not sure. That garbage disposal still work? Yeah. Oh yeah. I bet the guy didn't we have a new one put in Houston? I don't know. I'm I was trying to think. Well, I, I was know thinking we had a new one put in. I was in. thinking maybe y'all said that y'all did. And I bet the guy who put it in put it in right because I didn't know that. Which at the was time. Tom? I think. Yeah, the, I think it was action. Yeah, the air conditioner yeah. guy. Yeah. Okay, so he put it in right. It should be the last thing in the line. Well, I didn't know that when we when I put this one in at North Street. And, and of course, I put it. I just put it in, and then it went past another drain. And of course, the garbage stuff. If you didn't stop that drain up, would come up in that in that side of the sink. Ah, not so good. So I found out that you put them always put them the last thing in the line. In other words, the last thing toward the wall. Now, the biggest problem in installing a garbage disposal is taking the fitting off of the bottom of the sink. You're down under the sink. You've taken the traps off. You've taken everything off. You're down to uh, you're down to nothing. I mean, you're down to where it comes out of the sink and goes into the wall. That's all you have left. The trap is gone. All that is moved. You've laid all that aside. You've put a bucket under there to drain any water that might come out. And there's always there's always going to be some water. Oh, so yeah. so always. you've you've always put a bucket under there. Really, for this kind of thing, a coffee can will do. But you got the water turned off so that you can't. The reason you turn the water off is so that somebody won't walk up and say, "I need to wash my hands," and turn it on. And boy, <laughs> then, you, then you're and in. Then you could oh, have yeah. a problem. Sure, you can, and that's going to happen to you. It's just, yep. Your your brother-in-law does. <laughs> Not my brother-in-law, but anyway. So it, you got the water and electricity turned off, and you have nothing except the bottom of the sink, where it comes out of the bottom of the sink and goes into the wall. That's all. Right. Everything is laid aside, all nice and dry and neat. Now you've got to get that fitting off the bottom of the sink. And it, oftentimes, is pretty difficult. You need a, a large crescent wrench or maybe even a medium-sized pipe wrench. There's a nut there, and it's lefty, loosey, righty, tidy. I almost forgot. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, uh, it's lefty, loosey, righty, tidy. And so you start. Lefty, loosey, righty. You writing that down? Okay, yeah. Good. Write it in Braille. Sir. Taking oh, notes, taking boy. Notes. What? Braille machine here. <laughs> The braille note. We're up to yeah, the braille note. Taking the braille. <laughs> anyway, so you take this thing off, and it, it a lot of times what will happen is you get, you'll turn it a little bit, and the whole thing will turn, the top part and the bottom part. Well, that's of course, excuse me, not doing you any good because it's just slipping. I mean, it's going around and around, and so you're not doing any good. So you have to, you might have to get a pair of channel locks, grab the, the portion down below the nut, and turn the nut. That's going to be. That will take longer than anything you do, getting that thing off. Well, when it's off, uh, you can you could really just throw it away if you wanted to. If it's in, if it's old and rusty, just chunk it because you don't need it anymore. The garbage disposal has a new one. The garbage disposal has a, a brand-new gasket and a fitting that goes down in the sink. When you look at the garbage disposal, it is pretty self-explanatory. I mean, you can it is put together, and when you take it out of the box and take it apart, it is fairly... You'll see the top, the thing that goes in the sink. You'll see the gasket. You'll see the ring. You'll see the thing that goes on the bottom of the sink. And then the garbage disposal, of course, hangs down under the sink. And it may or may not have some pipe fittings. It may have some little, excuse me, little short pieces of pipe. 
But what it has, it has one piece of pipe that goes up in it that screws on with two screws on the side. It's a little flange that fits flat up against the garbage disposal, and that screws on. So you, then you need, you got, we've got the thing off the sink, we've got the garbage disposal unpacked, and you figured out how it goes. I mean, you, you, they basically, when you put it on, it's, it's, it goes up in a notch, you turn it once, and it locks tight. Go ahead, Joe. Okay, yeah, that, yeah, that's that's what I that was what I, I was just fixing to say. It's got to have a, not, a notch or something so that you would know that everything was lined up right. It does. It locks okay. when you turn it. It locks tight, but you don't want to tighten that nut up when you once you lock it because you still want to be able to move the garbage disposal around so you can move your so you can install your plumbing. That's right. Mm, but, okay. You don't you don't want to tighten that nut down. In other words, you want to put it down in the sink, put the nut under the sink on, and then put the garbage disposal on the flange and lock it tight. But don't tighten that nut up, because if you do, then you can't move it around and figure out. Line figure it out. Up. Yeah, you can't line it up. Figure out what you're going to need. You're going to need. Um, let's see. You don't need it. Let's see. You don't need it. I'm going to say this. Maybe I better go look at break. <laughs> you, you don't need a trap after the garbage disposal. It's the last thing that goes in the line. Okay. Okay. So the little curvy part under there is gone. The trap. The yeah. P trap. The P trap. Yeah. Well, you you need the P trap. But you need the P-trap on the other side. On, on the, the side, side of, of yeah, oh, on the, on on the, the, side the, of the okay. sink that doesn't have a garbage disposal. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But I don't believe there's a trap after the garbage disposal. I don't Somebody, either. I don't think there is either. By the way, the notes on the level are C and B-flat, in case anybody. <laughs> C and B-flat. So, anyway, yeah, I don't think there's a trap after the garbage disposal. I may stand corrected on that, and there may be some that are and some that aren't, but I'm almost positive that on my, my sink is a triple sink. And it has a garbage disposal in the middle, but there's a trap on each section of the sink on each side. Yeah, because of the two other sinks. Yeah, that's that right. feed that feed into that same pipe, but they don't. They, I, I think it's a straight run over. I'm like I you. Would think I so think so too. I would. I would definitely think so. With the trap on the other sink, or the other two sinks in your case. Yeah, and on the output of the garbage disposal goes right into the wall. Yeah, yeah you got this thing locked on. What were you going? You have a question or not? No. No. Okay. No. All right, so you uh, you've got it got it lined up. You figured out what plumbing you need. You've, you've got a hardware store where you go, and so if you need a pipe, they sell all different lengths of these little drain pipes. Any length you want. If you want one seven inches long, the hardware store probably finds you one seven inches long. If they don't, they'll cut one and give it to you with the nuts. And these nuts are are nuts that that you that you put on. You don't you don't. It's not like changing a tire like we talked about before. You tighten them up, hand tight, and then you give them a couple rounds with your uh, with your crescent wrench or your channel locks or whatever you got but don't do them like you would a lug nut because you will break them if you do and and in yeah. many in many cases they're plastic nowadays they sure are so it's just old soft uh, soft plastic and in many cases also they are you may not have this at Norris street but i bet tom does in his trailer they're they're hand tightened <clears throat> i'm having a problem they're hand tightened things i mean they're meant to be taken off and on with your hands uh-huh have you seen those oh yeah yeah and that's the style in new houses. I bet you. Oh sure. I, bet I, I know they are under my kitchen sink. Yeah, they yeah. are under mine too. And you, if you replace that stuff at North Street, they probably we are have. Doing. We replaced some of it over yeah. there. So. Okay, so you got this sucker hung. Well, then you're going. Well, what the heck do I do? It don't run. Well, it doesn't run because <laughs> you haven't hooked it up to electricity, and yeah, so you have that electricity. Well, you, before you started all this, you should have found. For instance, if you had, we were talking a while ago. If you have a dishwasher, that is. 220. That is a two 110 volt lines, and if and it, it, that dishwasher will be tied to a little box somewhere under the sink. The Romax will come to the box, go through a box, and then to the dishwasher. So the electricity's cut off. The dishwasher electricity's cut off. You know that, <clears throat> and you, and so you open that box, and you'll find three or four wires in there. You need to figure out which ones uh, 110. You know. I, I'm going to say this, and everybody's going to say, there'll be people, we'll get a lot of email on this. If it was mine, and I was there by myself, nobody with eyes, and I had no idea what the wire was, you know what I'd do? What's that? What? I'd ground one wire and tie one to the hot and go turn the electricity on and see if it'd run. And if it would, you've got it. Yeah, you know, you'd be right. What would happen, though, if it was the wrong one? It'd it kick just, the breaker. It'd just kick the breaker. It'd just kick the breaker. Okay. I mean, it's not going to start a fire. If no you've got, fire. If you don't have a breaker on it, you've got a problem anyway. If you, It may be an old house. you got oh, yeah. fuses. Mm-hmm. But I'd just, you know, if I was there, if my, of course, if, if my wife was there or you were there, somebody, I'd ask you. Uh-huh. But if there, was, if there were no eyes around and I wanted it hooked up, I'd tie one wire to, to ground 
And the ground, of course, is always going to be the the stuff that uh, is not shielded. That's right. It's mm-hmm. just going to be a bare wire. The so open I'd, bare wire. I'd tie the ground to the ground and the other two wires to two wires and Hope for come the best, in and, huh? and go kick the breaker on yeah. it. If I came back in, the garbage disposal was running. I had it made. Because you know it's grounded. It's not going to shock you. You've grounded it. Uh-huh. Or you'd blow a breaker and then you'd start over. Either way, you'd you'd. Well, get I it. guess if you got, I guess if you got uh, two twenty. I guess if you got both sides of the two twenty, maybe uh, okay. <laughs> scratch that. Yeah, let's. Well, you you could figure out what one side of that two twenty was. You could. Uh, Surely you'd have a neighbor or a brother-in-law or somebody that could. Uh, yeah, but I like to figure out how to do it without eyes for a minute. I'd still do it. I'd still tie one of the wires to one of the legs and see if it ran. Yeah, just see what would happen. I huh? see if it ran. Electricity is scary, though. I mean, most people are afraid. I'm afraid of electricity, and I can see, but uh, I well, can't imagine messing with it if I couldn't see it. That's what my wife says all the time. She's uh, she's very afraid of it. It, it. It's never bothered me. I've never. I have a healthy respect for it. And boy, I got in. One time, I got into my daddy's ham transmitter, and I don't oh, know what God. he had laying on the desk. <laughs> but neighbors, it got me bad. Yeah, there's he was H H bar had some kind of a something laying on that desk, and it and I've had a high huh? voltage there, man. I've on got those old tube transmitters, yeah. man. That's what it was, an old tube type transmitter. Whoa. I don't know what he had laying there on the desk, but brother, it got the blind boy, got my attention. My mother was so I mad at him. You it did, <clears throat> boy. She was furious at him. She that's uh, she didn't like. I'm shocking her baby blind boy. <laughs> it hurt. I've gotten shocked occasionally. Occasionally I do. Oh, it happens. But look at all the stuff I've got hooked up here. I know. I know. I um, think you need to do a whole show sometime would, on hooking things up. Really inside. and truly, you ought to see the wires behind this control board. Wiring things, I'm sitting boy. in front of right now. And, and, and Mr. Parr wired every bit of it. That's, that's no big deal. A lot of blind people do things like that. But it's I'm not electricity is... Scary, but you need to have a healthy respect for it. And uh, so you need to find your closest electric source. Okay, you don't have a dishwasher, but there's going to be a plug around there somewhere. And Tom said the closest plug, really, to him would be where? Up. Well, well, mine. I don't know if it would be on the other side of the wall or the dishwasher. Probably the dishwasher. But that plug up in the wall that you plug the coffee pot into, that's going to be that wall's probably going to be sealed. Now, if it didn't, you can reach your hand up and then find that wire. That would be wonderful. And cut that wire, tie onto it, put some wire nuts on it, just make a splice in it, and bingo, your garbage disposals. And it'd be right there in the same place with the plug. But right. if there's if your sink backs up to a wall and there's a plug on the other side of the wall, the best thing to do is cut that plug off. Just turn that plug off, and take a if you say you don't have a drill. You don't have anything, so you need to get... That's going to have a box is the only thing. Would there be a punch-out plug in that box that you could punch out, Don? There, there would should be, be yeah. There should be a punch-out plug somewhere in that box you could punch out. And just take a coat hanger, and once you get the little little round, this little round thing, you can see it, that you can tap out of the box. Take a coat hanger and poke it through the wall, and then you can run the Romax through the wall and hook your garbage disposal up there. Mm-hmm. There's, a, you know, there's, a, there's a jillion places. Now, if the wall's not sealed, there's always a plug above there for a coffee pot or for a... Um, uh, what a uh, blender, whatever you have to plug in. If the wall is not sealed, you can reach up in there and get that wire. There'll be a wire somewhere under your sink, uh, wouldn't you think? Oh, uh, yeah. I think in most cases there would be. In any case, there would be. Sure there is. The house over on Allendale was kind of, <laughs> I'd never seen it before, but it was it was, already, it, it was set up like that. It had a double plug underneath the cabinet. Mine does. And the dishwasher was plugged into it, and you could have easily plugged in a garbage, any other thing you would have had and just... Set up for you, ready to go, right into the cabinet. Mine has a double plug under the cabinet because when we had, remember when we first moved here, there was a hot water heater. I had a little, a little hot water deal that would give you instant hot water. Yeah, uh, water dispenser. Yeah, yeah I remember it, that. It was a little hot water dispenser, and brother, it would give you it, scalding hot water. It would, would it, right. Yeah, but it wore out, and we didn't replace it because it, we didn't use it that much, and it costs a lot to those anything that heats costs a lot of money. Yep. So, and it was a water heater, so we decided to. Uh, and boy, it did keep that water hot. Oh, man, it did. You, man. Could, you could hear it boiling. Hear it oh, starting yeah, you could. Boiling that water. So there's a double plug under my sink. There'll be a wire. You'll find a wire somewhere, somewhere. under your sink, uh, chances are. How are we doing on time? Okay, we're about ah. there. We're about there. I was just. Do you have time to read that one email? You want to do uh, that? Mr. Tom, well, we yeah. about got away without uh, yeah, doing we that. Got, we got our very first email out of the country, I might add. I forgot right? about that. This past okay. week. From Winnipeg, Canada. And uh, this fellow says, I stumbled across your fourth show on ACB Radio and just wanted to write to tell you that I appreciate your efforts. I really like the laid-back Texas style filled 
feels like I'm uh, sitting around with you sharing uh, Jack Daniels and sharing useful information. Yeah. I'm a homeowner, and I'm somewhat of a handyman doing most of my own landscaping, carpentry, and electrical wiring. I avoid plumbing and painting, although your piece on tape has made me rethink plumbing, or uh, taps, I should say. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on tape. I'm sorry I missed the first three shows and wonder when they will be available in the archive area of ACB Radio, or alternatively, uh, do you have a website where I could hear uh, the previous shows? Uh, would you consider a show on adaptive tools, yes. i.e. braille tape measures, etc., which are worth a look and oh, yeah. which, in your opinion, aren't worth the in investment? I also like the idea of talking with fully sighted neighbors and friends, a blind handyman, as I do share work back and forth with my neighbor, and we have done a fair amount of work on his summer cabin together. That was a learning process for both of us. We will now appreciate each, but we now appreciate each other's talents. It's amazing how things can work out if you work together and share all questions and concerns over beers at the end of the day's work. I'm for that. Yep. Thanks again for the show, <laughs> right. and keep up the good work. And this is from Glenn, as I said, from Winnipeg, Canada. Glenn, if you would uh, if you would condescend to be a guest on the show, email us uh, and leave us give us a phone number, and we'll get a hold of you. I think you'd make a wonderful guest. I think you're the <clears throat> the kind of guy we need as a guest. And speaking of That's guests. Right. We have so anyway, call, email us and leave us a phone number. We have uh, Kathy Wheeler coming up in just a minute. She's going to talk to us about her experiences uh, repairing things and uh, working with the insides of a of a toilet that Don talked about last week. So we'll be back in just a minute. ACB Radio Mainstream, the talk of the blind community. This is the Blind Handyman. Yeah. We invite your correspondence at our address, blindhandyman at hotmail.com. To be a part of the show, leave us a phone number, and we will contact you soon. 
Now, with more of the Blind Handyman, here's Tom Houston. Well, hello, hello, hello. That worked out pretty good. All I right. I didn't mean to do that. All right. I didn't know the mic's right. You didn't know I had the mic up. That was my fault. I, I had thought it was my fault. I should, shouldn't be yelling during the Blind Handyman. <laughs> anyway, we are back with Blind Handyman here on ACV Mainstream, they call it, don't they? They do. Okay. They sure all right. Do. And we have on the phone with us, as we speak, Kathy Wheeler on the phone line. Hi, Kathy. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? Fine. Hi, Kathy. Um, you're in, uh, can you hear us okay? Yes, I can. You're in where? Independence, Missouri. Oh, right Independence. Hey. All right. I think I said St. Louis. Uh, oh, that's on the other side of the state. It, it is, but you're in Independence, Missouri. Right. Uh, and you are, do you work anymore? Do you do you go out and, uh, uh, and work outside the home? I work all the time, but nobody pays me. Yeah. Oh, we have the same problem with three of us <laughs> sitting right here. Those deals, huh? Have the same problem. Uh, I'm a professional volunteer, actually. Like what? What kind of things do you volunteer for? Oh, I'm a member of the Lions Club, uh-huh. and uh, I am uh, a member of the Allied Workers for the Blind of Kansas City. Really? And I'm their treasurer now. Uh huh. So you get to count all the money. I get to count all the money if there is yeah. any. And I. Am uh, on. Uh, I do work in parliamentary procedure, and uh, oh, I don't know. Just anything anybody wants. They say, "Why don't you do this?" Uh, I'm involved in the SASH program. What is which, that now? Uh, SASH, Salvation Army Seeing Help. Really? It's a program sponsored by the Salvation Army, um, and we try to provide transportation and reading services. For blind people, mm-hmm. saying that those are the things that we need most. Uh-huh. And uh, so I am uh, the acting chairman for that program right at the moment. Our uh, chairman had a stroke and doesn't seem to be ready to go back to doing the job, and so I'm handling it while he is incapacitated. Well, you're a busy uh, lady, aren't you? Well, seems to be some of the time. Uh, and that's good. Uh, but beats sitting around feeling sorry for yourself, doesn't it? Well, occasionally <laughs> I do that, too. Well, occasionally we all, occasionally we all do that, too. Did you, uh, I, let's see, I talked to you Mon Tuesday. Yes. Did you hear our show on uh, putting the insides in a uh, toilet tank? I heard part of it, and then something happened to the signal, and I didn't get the rest of it. And I tried to go back later. And look in the archives, and Blind Handyman wasn't in the archives. Well, we have been promised by the director of ACB Radio that we're soon, he said he was going to do it this week. I'm sure he's busy and hadn't gotten around to it, but he says that we're going to be, uh, as he puts it, on demand. I see. Um, very uh, shortly. Uh, do you remember what you heard and what information? Do, have you started this project, or is this just something you think you might want to do? Well, um, I haven't really started it. Every time that I've had a problem, I've called a plumber or gotten somebody else to do it. No. But uh, that doesn't really seem necessary because I've investigated the insides of several toilet tanks now. Uh-huh. And... Uh, it really doesn't look like it would be very difficult. We have an expert here on the subject. Uh, how difficult? It's not difficult. No, is it? it's a good blind-friendly little project there. It, it seemed to me blind-friendly, really. Uh-huh, it and is. And I like the idea of taking it all apart and taking all of it into the hardware store in a plastic bag. I, I do very well in hardware stores. Yeah, hard, uh, the little personal hometown hardware stores where the no, folks know I you're go great. Most anywhere and get lots of help. Uh huh. Well, that's good. That you know, that's that's what that's what we need. I find that if you go in there and you're first of all interested, and secondly, if you say this is what I'm trying to do, and I wonder if thus and so would work, mm-hmm. like oh, the time when I wanted to put a heavy mirror on the wall. And uh-huh. uh, I thought that probably a toggle bolt would work better than a molly screw or certainly a nail. The mirror would just pull it down. Now, you're doing this in sheetrock? Yes. Okay. And, uh, of course, not on a stud. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, so I said, um, 
can, I use uh, probables and put a regular nut on the bolt on the wall side, clear up close to the head, put the bolt through the wall, tighten up the toggle as much as I want to, really, and then screw the nut down real tight uh, to the wall so that it all stays nice and tight and mm-hmm. doesn't wiggle around. Uh-huh. But I would still have, oh, say, a half inch of the toggle bolt sticking out into the room to hang the mirror on. Okay, what did they tell you? And they were, they said, <coughs> oh, yes, that might work. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I said, well, I need a big toggle bolt. And should I put a, uh, should I put a big washer on the wall side before I put the nut on? so that there would be no danger of the nut digging into the plaster and all well, that. And they said yes. And they said yes. Yes. And of course, by that time, I had shown, shown them that I could figure out a few things why they, were, they would do anything for me. So we, uh-huh. we had a good time. And they wondered, uh, how, how does a blind person, I mean, they, 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 at first they thought, well, a blind person couldn't really do that. But, of course, a blind well, person, you no, know. I don't know what they wondered. They didn't say anything about it. I just came in with the idea. <laughs> and, of course... In a situation like this, they're actually a little, a little more interested in a woman trying this stuff True. than uh-huh. a blind woman. Yeah. So uh, I play it for all it's worth, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But I did find something that uh, the first time I listened to your show it was when you were talking about changing the faucet. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned the level that you had. Uh, do you have one of the audible stud finders. Yes, I do. I just think they're wonderful. They're great. Yes. Um, in fact, I got mine and brought it in here in case you all didn't know about it, and I was going to show you how it works. Yeah, we've, I've, I've got one of those. Uh, I'll pass on the joke, the obvious joke. Uh, about the, the stud finder. You're not. Uh, I'm, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Yes, I have one of those. You think that I don't know it? I think you do. That's the whole thing. I'd, we'll we'll uh, we'll let our listeners uh, just wonder about it. If you want to know the answer, email me. Any, anyway. Oh, no, tell them. Some people no, might I, I better not. It, anyway, the. Uh, and wouldn't have an a Internet at home, so they couldn't email me. We demonstrated the level on last week's show. I don't know if you heard it or not. We we demonstrated the little noise, the sounds that the beeping level makes. Uh, also have a talking measuring tape. Now, you s- I don't have one of those. Where did you get it? Where did I get they're, it? They're Joe? neat. We have got to do the research on that. We had talked about that. We'll have that information here next week. Because okay. I don't remember where I got it. I think you told me, Shaw, about the guy. Yeah, I, I have the link to it on my computer at home. Uh, we'll have that ne- on next show. We'll have to because he. I think I also bought the level from him. The measuring tape is pretty expensive, and it's kind of strange. It's uh, obviously not made in this country. It talks. It sounds like Jonathan Mosin, actually. Oh, that it sounds fine. Has a heavy I, British I have accent. A, a kitchen scale that has a very British, very high class British accent. That talks. Oh yes. Oh, I got to have one. Oh, they're they're lovely. Uh, I don't hmm. know where I got it. I've had it for oh three or four or five years. I think I uh, expensive. I think I saw that in LSNS though. I think I think that's uh, now back to your toilet tank. You're go- are you going to try this? Are you going to do it? Are you you uh, you think you're up for it? Oh yes. Uh huh. Well, yeah, we would be there, very. There will be no problem. We I, would I be very interested in in talking to you after you did it. Yeah, knowing how it yeah how it worked out. Uh huh. Yeah, well, now, actually, I do have another question that I'm not sure whether this has to do with the toilet tank or not. Well, bring it on. What is Uh, it? Someone has a toilet that you flush it, and it sort of swirls around. It doesn't flush cleanly. It's uh, it's supposed to swirl around, and everything go down, and then it starts to fill. Yes. Well, uh, sometimes it does that, and sometimes it just sort of swirls around and doesn't really flush. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that... Uh, some sort of stoppage somewhere that you'd have to use the snake or or your um, uh, draino or whatever. By the way, there's something else you can use. Uh, pour a whole bottle of Clorox. I mean, take the water out first uh, and pour a whole bottle of Clorox down and leave it all night. And often it will do a lot of cleaning. And, of course, it won't hurt your pipes if you're worried about that from draino. 
Uh-huh. That's, that's uh, uh, the woman's way to clean the toilet. Well, we, we talked about doing that with your air conditioner pan. Yeah, about putting sure that did. To using chlorine. But if if first thing I'd try, if, if my toilet wasn't flushing every time, is I'd pour a bottle of some liquid plumber or drainer or something down the, down the drain. And try down it. the drain. Sure, try that first. And, and okay, just because this person had everything in uh, <coughs> the toilet tank replaced, and it didn't solve the problem. Well, no, it wouldn't. Uh-huh. The thing is, though, if it's one of the new type that is less five years old or so or less, one of the new low flow, it's, they call them with the low water, that. a lot of times they just don't work well. I've heard a lot of people talking about they've had just all kind of trouble with them. Uh, ours, the newest one we have is 1988. That should be one of the older type and, then. And it's one of the older kinds. The best ones, too. Uh, but I'm wondering if you put in new ones now, what brands seem to be better? I mean, I know you don't like American standards, so. Um. <laughs> oh, my I love them. I love them. They're wonderful people. Don't say that. Uh-huh. They're wonderful folks. Yes. Uh, I've heard that Gerber is pretty good. You know, uh, I learned that there is a, and I don't know if this is a brand name or not, but what they put in most houses is what's called builder's grade. Yes, I know, and we don't want builder's grade. Well, builder's grade seemed to work pretty well. Well, but you said in the last five years, the low flush. That's the problem with any, maybe a lot of the new ones anyway, have a problem with that. I don't know one brand over the other, which would be better. For I don't either. I don't, I don't know any brand. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. I see. I, uh, my daughter lived in New York for about four months, and the apartment she was in was very poor in many, many ways. But it did have a toilet that worked very well. That's a plus. That's a plus. The owner's managers knew what you had to have to at least not have water all over everywhere Uh uh, in in the apartment. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you tackle this project and kind of keep in your mind what you'd like to tell us about it. And let's see, based on our... Really, all you do is take take the little pipe off at the bottom... There's a nut under the tank. Yes. Now I I got I I uh, followed that and found okay. the nut. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you when you take that nut loose, Chaw, correct me if I'm wrong. Everything will come out. The whole th- assembly will come out. Everything will come out. Everything will lift out. Just yeah. Take it and and get a new one that goes like it and and put it in the same way. Uh, how often uh, doesn't when it sometimes slips? Isn't that caused from a, the little rubber plunger being hot, old and hot. Yeah, the, the flush cock. So yeah. change yeah. it first. Don't Before you do anything, change it. And if that doesn't solve your problem, then you might need to change the entire inside. But change that yeah. flush valve. We call it a flapper valve. Flapper for, valve. For better, for, I'm sure there's a name for it. I think it's called a flush cock. And if you can, buy the one with the chain. Better than the one with the plastic that goes up to the handle. Change it first. And if that doesn't solve your problem, then change the entire commode. And if that doesn't solve your problem, call somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> call a plumber. Yeah. Because we're out. That's what be. Yes. All right, Kathy, if you'll do this project and when you do it, email us back. We'd like to call you back and see See how Follow it went. Okay. Would that be good? Okay. That All right. Be fine. We are just about out of time. I wanted to talk about you. Tell the story of the plywood real quick before we go. The plywood. The plywood. Your daddy's speaker. Oh, okay. I the he asked me the other day how I got involved in all of this handyman stuff. Actually, the way I got involved in it was nobody would fix whatever was broken, and I wasn't patient enough yeah. to wait and didn't have enough money. But um, as far as just being born with the ability, uh, my father rather encouraged it indirectly. A teenager won't do anything their parents tell them to do, so smart parents figure out a way to get around it. And I wanted a new speaker, and of course, for my stereo and couldn't afford it. And he said, okay, um, you can have a 4 by 8 sheet of plywood if you will figure out how to make the largest speaker possible out of that 4 by 8 sheet of plywood. And uh, you have to use as much as you can, but that's all you have. Mm -hmm. And it must fit together perfectly. And so uh, design it and tell me, and I will check it. And if it works, then we'll buy the plywood and have it cut for you because we didn't have any uh, 
saws to do it. We, we, we had a handsaw. That was all we so, had. So uh-huh. you did that. And uh, so I did it, and I still have the speaker. It worked fine. Now, now it's downstairs serving as a table. Well, so but, uh, parents, let that be a word to you. If you have right. a teenager that wants something, tell them for you, you can have it if you'll build it yourself. <laughs> and then the other thing, I needed a dictionary yeah. to go to college with. Uh-huh. Of course, I didn't have a bookcase. So we went to the store and bought some of those utility shelves mm-hmm. that have the, well, uh, eight, um, eight pieces uh, three feet long. And you bolt them together, and then you bolt your shelves in. And so you had a bookcase. Uh-huh. And I had to put that together, and we put it together on the living room floor. And uh, since then, I have gotten a lot of this uh, put-it-together, assemble-it-yourself furniture uh, file cabinets and things yeah. like that. And uh, I do have people read the instructions now. That's, that's the way to that's go. That's good. Yeah, They're that is. That's great. All right. We, we are going to go, and we'll look forward to talking to you in a few weeks after you change the inside of your toilet tank. All right. Thanks, Kathy. You're welcome. Bye-bye. is The Blind Handyman on ACB Radio Mainstream. Be sure and tell a friend about the program and email us often, blindhandyman at hotmail.com. Now, here is more of the show with Don Shaw. All right. Back for the third go-around here. And I want to talk about uh, yard equipment. Uh, uh, some people's favorite work to do. It's not mine. Never like, <laughs> never, never liked working in the yard much. I don't do much of it. So I, I you know, uh, some people, in, including me, you know, just we like woodworking. You know, I just volunteer to do a woodworking project. Somebody's working on something, boy, I'll be glad to pitch in. Yeah. And some people are like that for yard work. You know, they'll get up early Saturday morning, boy, I want to go out and work in the yard. But man, I, I have just never been one of those type of people. I'll I'll do what I have to do to get by, but man, that's about it for See, me. That's but. that's one of those deals where you can say, well, I really can't do that very well because you know I am blind. <laughs> I am blind. Well, you want me to have to do yard work, would you? But sometimes that doesn't exactly work out it like it should. Oh, so. Okay, all right. But anyway, sometimes it's got to be done. And I was I was cutting the grass, in fact, this morning, and that's what kind of got me thinking about this subject, along with. Uh, talking to a, a blind guy we know earlier in the week that told me that he had bought a weed eater. John Conley. John Conley, in yeah. fact. 
Tom, am I at test one, two, three? I'm not sure. Test one, two, two, three. There we go. You're in good shape. Okay. Uh, Anyway, he said that he uh, had bought a weed eater this summer and was having to uh, clear out some brush by their fence in the alley, some weeds and brush and things like that. And that got me to thinking, uh, for people that have uh, lawnmowers and weed eaters and yard equipment, uh, a little maintenance from time to time is good to do uh, (laughs) if you want to keep it running a while longer. And on the weed eater, well, any anything, weed eater, uh, leaf blower, any any two-cycle engine, you need to, uh, well, first thing is, for this equipment, you need to buy a one-gallon gas can, one that will hold exactly one gallon. And then you can buy at your local hardware store or Walmart or anywhere like that, you can, you, you can buy... A little bottle of of uh, two cycle oil that mixes with one gallon of gas. Okay. You can buy some larger bottles of oil, but they're a pain because you've got to mix like so many ounces to a gallon. You got to measure it and do all this. It's it's better, especially for a blind person, just to buy the little individual well, and, bottles. And these little individual bottles come in a little like a little case of six. You, you, you know, you so could you, buy a, you could buy a six pack of them. Yeah. You sure could. It might last you a few years. What but, the heck? It's but, not going to uh, go bad. It won't go bad. It has so. no expiration date on it. <laughs> but, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, buy these little individual bottles. And put in exactly one gallon of gas. This is important. You know, you don't want to really go over or under. You've got to you've got to have a, a correct mix. If you get uh, too little oil, you know, you you could burn up your two cycle engine. So you you mix it in in another container, or what do you where do you how do you 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 mix it in? You, you buy your little gasoline container that holds exactly one gallon of gas. Okay. Mix it in that. Put your gas in first at the filling station. Okay, but if it holds a gallon of gas, then you're going to overflow it. No, no. The, the little bottles of oil on the hold maybe like two ounces, an ounce or two, and the cans are are a little bit bigger. They're made for a gallon, but they'd actually hold a little more. So you get a gallon of gas, and then you pour it in and mix it in that can. Yeah, you get exactly one gallon. It's, yeah. it's got to be just right on perfect. Right. Exactly okay. one gallon. Mix it with this one little bo- bottle of oil and shake it well. It's real important to shake it and, and mix the oil with the gas. And then be sure that you put it somewhere so you don't pour it in the big lawnmower that doesn't want the oil. Well, exactly. that's the next thing. I, I have two cans. <clears throat> One of my cans is big. It'll hold probably, oh, three Five. gallons yeah, maybe total. I do, I do too. And that's another reason to buy this little one-gallon can, and it'll save ever getting it mixed up, which uh, is important too. Because, boy, you get those mixed up and you'll fry your... Your, uh, <laughs> your okay, weed that's what's wrong with the uh, with the dirt bikes right now. Oh, really? If somebody poured somebody the mix, mix somebody up. poured the mix can in the in the dirt bikes, and of course the carburetor is just full of oh, junk, sure. full of oil. Okay. So okay. you know we we're going. That's why they won't run right now. Cause it, well, I'll tell you who it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't me because I know uh-huh. the difference. It was some Yahoo that uh, that was over here. Uh-huh. Just no, picked up present, the wrong can. It wasn't any of y'all. I'm not trying to say that. I'm saying. Somebody picked up the wrong can, didn't they? I'm saying some kid, one of my grandchildren or one of my, uh, uh-huh. I really think, be quiet, but I really think it was probably my nephew, John. <laughs> but we wouldn't want to mention that to his mother because she'd go, don't don't mention it. But, uh, anyway, <laughs> right. if you pour this if you pour this in the engine that doesn't take it, it's no good. Go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. Hey, that, yeah. that could be a problem, yeah. couldn't it? Mm-hmm. But anyway, you want to get your mix right. You know, you 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 get too little oil. You you could you can burn up your two cycle engine. You get too much oil, and and you'll uh, foul out the plug. Uh, it it won't start. You take you, and, and the way to fix that is take out your plug and uh, just clean it. Wipe it off. Soak it in gasoline. And uh, take a rag and uh, wipe out the, the little place, the, the hole where the where the spark plug screws into, because yeah. it'll all be oily. So either way, too much or too little, either one either one can be bad can for be a two-cycle motor. Right. And the other important thing is, always before you start a two-cycle motor, whether it be your your weed eater, leaf blower, or whatever, you need to shake it well. When I say, well, I'm talking about maybe, you know, shake it 10 to 20 seconds shake before the, you start it. Shake the piece of equipment? Shake the, the whole piece of equipment because you want to mix the oil. What happens is when it sits around for a week or two or a yeah. month or the whatever. Oil, oil comes to the top. Yeah, the, the, the oil. I was thinking it was. Yeah, and, and you want to you, you stir it and mix it real well before you start it. 
because if you don't, then you are liable to get a carburetor full of oil. I didn't know and, that. Uh, you can foul out the plug that way, too. Right. Boy, oh boy. So it's very important to, to shake it well before you start it. And also when you uh, run out of gas and before you uh, fill the tank again on whatever the machine is, uh, the little one-gallon uh, can that you have sitting in the in the barn or whatever, uh-huh. you want to shake it well before you ever uh, fill the tank also. Same okay. thing to mix the oil with the gas. But uh, if you'll do some of those things, it, it, it'll sure help you, uh, sure help your two-cycle equipment. How about winter? Long. What do you do in the wintertime when you're not going to use a weed eater? You know, I, I start mine every month or so, and I've, I've heard... Uh, I've heard people say that the problem is you you could run it out of gas, but then I've heard some people say that if you run it out of gas, that's not good for it because the the little seals and gaskets and things in the carburetor get dry. Will get dried out, and then you could have problems that way. So, so you go out and start it every once. I in go a out and start it once every oh maybe two time, two or three times during the winter. And I, I've done that for idea. years. And just well, if you and I are anal retentive. We'd remember to do that. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, well, yeah. We'd do that. Whereas my <laughs> wife would start it in the spring and then start it next spring. Well, Bless yeah, her heart. yeah. I love her though. Love you, love you, babe. <laughs> but if you want to have less trouble somewhere along the line, just same thing with your lawnmower. You know, just go and start your lawnmower. You were going to talk about sharpening. You yeah, I was going to talk about sharpening things. Maybe like your uh, hedge clippers, your. Uh, your big long-handled limb clippers, uh, your garden hoe, anything like that. Go down to the hardware store and buy oh, a good-sized uh, metal file. I'm sure, Phil, you've got a couple of the ones I'm talking about. Uh, got several of those. Long files, heavy, kind of heavy tooth files. Yeah. Get your right angle and uh, just file down those edges. Wait a minute. You're not going to tell them about our famous knife sharpener? Well... <laughs> uh, don't you? Ha- don't you? Ha- you have I one. had one, but I mine crapped out. Would it, it, uh, would it work though on something like that? That heavy duty? Yeah, I, yeah. The, I, sharp, the, I sharpen my hedge clippers. I mean, my trim. You know, the things that you. What do you call it? Uh, you, the, the big, great, big scissor things yeah, I don't that you trim hedges that. with. I sharpen those with hedge it and buy trimmers. Yeah. Hey, no, there's a good like thought. That. Hedge trimmers. Yeah. I sharpen those <laughs> with it. And it's it works, but it works it, fine. This works is a, good. This is a deal that you hold in one hand, and you pull the blade through a slot with the other hand. And if you're careful and keep your mind on your business, you won't get cut using this thing. You, it scares the devil out of you the first few times you do it because you think, oh Jesus, because you're pulling a blade three inches from your other hand yep. across this thing, is and it? it'll scare you, but it won't cut you. Is he talking about that little round gizmo you were talking about? You got it, uh, Brooks, your brother? Yeah, with the guide and the sharpener. Uh-huh. Yep, except my one I, I bought from there is only for knives. The one he bought is all-purpose for either knives or, or garden tools okay. or whatever. Because mine is for knives. Mine's just for knives. And, my and new I, one I bought is just for knives. Why, that's why I asked, would that work on a heavier duty? Abney thing? had the one, in fact, that was all-purpose. It had the wide guide on it that could do different things. Yeah, that's the one be. I messed up. That's, uh, they still have them. They still sell them. Yeah, because I saw they're they're at the counter by those free uh, by those free men's. <laughs> Every time I go in Abney's store, I turn around and holler, "You folks know there's some free candy up here at the counter, don't you know?" And just help him out. <laughs> Want to get right. the free candy, but but by the free men's, those little there's little knife sharpeners are laying right there. I love them. They're right. handy. They're handy to have. I still have. Them. I used it this week. Went in when I cut I cook I cooked Georgia roast Monday, and I went in and sharpened a big knife and. Work just fine. Yeah, uh, that's the next thing. Your kitchen knives, boy, good to sharpen those up every once in a while, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's a necessity. And, and yeah. your, your garden uh, tools. Or what? How you sharpen a blade on a lawnmower? Can you do that with a file? I don't sharpen my lawnmower blades. I always take them and, and pay the 3 or 4 or $5 to get them done. Because the problem is with sharpening a lawnmower blade is, boy, if you get that blade out of balance, if you sharpen one side a little more than the other, one end a little mm-hmm. more than the other, and it can get out of balance, and it you know it can really? make everything run badly. So I just take I now that's I I, I take the blade off. Now I take it off, and that's a good blind friendly pro, um, project you can do. Take your lawnmower, put the handle under some you know tilt it back, put the handle under something like a car bumper, or just anything to put the handle under to hold the lawnmower up. Uh-huh. The, the push mower we're talking about now, yeah. and uh, unhook the spark plug. Because you sure don't want it to accidentally start. And usually I, I, I take the blade and uh, put a block behind it, put something behind it, hold it with one hand, find the right size socket wrench, 
hold that with the other hand and uh, un- unloosen one bolt. And, uh, and that blade will be in your hand, won't that it? That blade will drop right. down. And but now, you do, what about gas? The, if you do that, you're going to pour all the gas out of your mower? You... No, the gas won't run out. It won't? No, it sure won't. Okay. Boy, you can tell I'm not much on guards. That's the other thing stuff. I was going to say, boy, and just for, for good maintenance, you know, back when we were kids, they used to always say, you know, don't leave the lawnmower out in the rain. You know, don't get the lawnmower wet, all that. Yeah. And that was true, I guess, back in those days when you had points and a carburetor and things like that. But with our new electronic ignition we have these days in the lawnmowers and uh, all that, the lawnmower motors really are, are sealed in good these days. I mean, you, you can take the water hose and, you know, the, go, go over the top of it. Uh, just wash it down good, and yeah. it, it won't hurt a thing. Now, I say that loosely because when you go over it with the water hose, it, it won't hurt anything. Now, you know, what you wouldn't want to do is if you have your in-the-ground pool, you know, you wouldn't want to just push the lawnmower off from the pool or <laughs> or anything like that. Why now, not? I don't understand why not, That might be so. a problem, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you just use your water hose and just go over it and go over the yeah. deck good, wash it down, that's just good maintenance. Just, just So if it, if it ends up out in the rain, it's not going to really kill it. It's it, not it, gonna, it won't be the end of the line. No, it sure won't. Well, I remember when Daddy, my Daddy Man, he's he was very meticulous about that. Oh, I know. Yeah, I get it in out of the rain. Yeah, those old days, boy, you couldn't leave it out yeah, in the rain. Really but. It was the only only problem I've ever seen uh, as far as water is concerned with a lawnmower and it being left out in the rain or something. I I used to before I had my portable building and put it in the portable building. I would leave it out, but I would cover the the motor part of it uh-huh. with something that would keep the the rain off of that's it. That's not a bad idea, really. No, so, you know. so that's not a bad idea. No, but what would happen, and what uh, over a period of a year and a half, two years, the rope will rot, and when you start to crank it, the rope will break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so you need to cover the whole thing, I believe. Yeah, right? yeah. If you're planning on using it three or four years, anyway. I hate oh, those yeah. kind of engines. I, I just, my, I've got, we've got a ride where you just turn the key and it starts. Oh, yeah, that's the only way to go if you can afford to. Of course, we got a lot of pro- we got a lot more property, so we, oh, yeah, you know, you got y'all got to have a ride. You should have a ride more. Uh, Keep the filters changed uh, in, in either sure. your your weed eater, leaf blower, lawnmower. Uh, you know, the older type of foam filters, you know, you take out one screw. Yeah. Usually the filter will lift out. And soak just wash it. it in a little it. gasoline or something. Uh, put a little, uh, you know, clean it, soak it. Uh, put a little oil back over it, a little clean oil, clean motor oil. Uh-huh. Put it back in. But then the new type of lawnmower, which we just bought a lawnmower, in fact, this spring. And uh, it uses, you know, they're always changing these things, but it uses a paper filter now. You just throw it away? And you just throw it away and get another filter, which that's my kind of project right there. Yeah. Disposable. But uh, anyway, you just buy another one put in. But that's that's important, especially if you're cutting dusty areas, keeping the filters changed. Uh, I'd like to hear from someone now. I, I know a little bit, a little bit anyway, about gasoline engines and things like that. You know, we've touched before, talked a little bit about electric lawnmowers. If anyone knows about electric lawnmowers, I'm just curious. Someone that has maybe like a a mobile home with a smaller lot or someone with a little patio home. An electric lawnmower would do good, but I'd I'd like to hear from someone to email. Maybe have a guest, someone that really knows about electric lawnmowers. That'd be good, wouldn't it? We'd like to talk about them one one show. So, so would you charge them up and they run on battery? That would make sense, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, either, either some battery or electric or like the uh, so- solar-powered lawnmower that Don Patterson was talking about that day. Someone that knows something different. A solar-powered lawnmower, that would be the thing, wouldn't it? Would That'd be, be a, the oh, thing I, to have. Yeah, yeah, that, that's not the sun anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, we want to remind you that we are on at 9 o'clock on, uh, Central Time on Monday nights, and then we're repeated all day Tuesday. Every other hour we'll be on, and uh, hopefully we'll be on time this week. I'm, I'm sure we will. Our shows will be archived surely by next show, and we'll tell you about that then. Uh, we do appreciate email. Yep. It's... Uh, Got to have that email. BlindHandyMan at Hotmail.com, and Mr. Shaw will check it, and, and we'll read you on the show. If you want to be on the show, leave us a phone number. Here we go. <laughs> my little if you want to be on the show, leave us a phone number. We'll give you a call, and we'll even pay for the doggone phone call. What a bunch of nice what guys. What a deal. Let me, can I ask you one thing? Sure. Uh, remember the, the the rusty wrench and the Coca-Cola? It did not work. It did not that, work. That was a good idea that did not work. In fact, that wrench is still sitting in a glass of Coke. It's been in there a week and a half. I looked this morning, and it is that did not. That was a good idea, though, and those are the kind of suggestions we appreciate. Exactly. That's right. That was a wonderful thought, and, and on in 
certain situations, it might work. This wrench is pretty rusty, so it didn't work. I tried it, and it did not work. Okay. But email us at blindhandyman.hotmail.com. Thank you, guys. Appreciate uh-huh. it. I, I enjoyed it. I guess we'll see you next week. I see, said the blind man, as he picked up his hammer and saw. Play cut. The Blind Handyman is produced for ACB Radio by Out of Market Productions, 1604 Southwood Drive, Lufkin, Texas, phone 936-634-9500.